and welcome to part two of our birthday bonanza, The Origins of the Manic Podcast. Origin episode. I'm your host for the next 50 minutes plus, maybe longer, probably longer. Liam, now sitting to the left of me, is the person who today's episode is all about. He's the man who, if you call him Toby, he will punch you in the throat. Don't introduce that, then. (laughs) It's Tobias. It's me. He's the Nick in Manic. Mm. I nearly said in Mandy. Nick of Glory. Knickerbocker. Oh, the Knickerbocker Glory is a brilliant nickname, and I've never thought about it. Don't don't use that one. <laughs> so, do you know what? Quickly explain what the point of this episode is. Okay, well, we realised that October was our birthday month. Yeah. The Manic Podcast has been going on a whole year, so we decided to do an origin episode each, didn't we? We did indeed. So, two weeks ago, roughly... We had your special, which was all about you, and it was the man in Manic. The and man this, in Manic. this one's about me. It's the Nick in Manic, which just doesn't sound as good. <laughs> I think it's only because man is obviously a word. It's like the man. Yeah, well, the but Nick. Nick sounds fine. The Nick in Manic is cool. Yeah. I don't mind. I think it sounds good. Yeah, my dad's an artist, and when he does art, he signs it Nick. Oh, cool. So it's kind of. Does he just like CH or just N I C? N I K, actually. Oh, wow, yeah. that's special. Special, uh, not not bad. Special. Maybe that's what we should have done for the manic. Should have maybe had a K, but oh, we but then our little thing when we go two ends very important and <laughs> two a K. and a K. Don't forget the K. The K is also <laughs> equally important. But, no. but guess what, guys? It doesn't have a K, so that's not important right I now. I just confused you. <laughs> so the plan is, yeah, I'm gonna have a chitty chatty interview with You're you. You're gonna interview me in this me. scenario. I am Jonathan Woff. Woff. Yeah, or or Graham Norton, I suppose. So he doesn't have okay. a speech impediment to make. And who of. am I? Tobias Nichols. Yay! <laughs> I know how to be him. Tobias Nichols, <laughs> this is your life. I don't know the theme da, tune. Da, da, da. That's this. I'll cut life. my one out and then put yours in with some echo because that's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, I don't know what format you had to ask me about mine. I think you just started at the beginning and worked your way forward. Yeah. Well, I think the best way to do yours is because you've lived a little bit longer than me. Aww. Is to split it into four specific parts. Four? Yes. Because it... how old are you this year, Tobias? Oh, my next birthday, I'm 40. So I thought we could do it in groups of 10. Oh, so okay. that means we have to go way back. Into the Stone Age. To where, <laughs> if you remember at the beginning of The Wizard of Oz, oh. it went from black and white Am to... black and white? Black and white to... No, the first episode, like the first part will be in yeah. black and white, but then for okay. like your second part of it will be where the colour fades in. Okay. Yeah? Okay. I'm <laughs> so, now so gen- let's start... gently crying. But you... <laughs> <laughs> so let's start at the very beginning okay. when, when Tobias was a young little whippersnapper yeah what was life like for little tobias little tobias grew up on a farm and he was quite happy except for when the goat used to headbutt him that's not cool goats are evil (laughs) loppy i was basically the only thing that was smaller than loppy uh, and when I went a little bit too near, I'd just be headbutted in the chest. I already know how I'm introducing you to next week's episode. He was bullied by a goat! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, so my first five years of my life were basically just on a farm. It's uh, quite a cool place to start, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, it was good. I grew up around lots of chickens. It was a dairy farm, so lots of cows. So mainly I, cows? Yes, but I kind of, chickens were in the garden, cows weren't in the garden. <laughs> I had to be taken the to ga- see. The cows lived in the living yeah. room. But I, I lived in East Sussex. Okay. And kind of, I don't, you know how distances are different when you're a child? What you might think was far, very far away may have actually been quite close, but also vice versa. Yeah. Because you get taken to places. I lived near a waterfall, 
Ooh. Which I remember going and it was like mentally it's one of my favourite places growing up. But I don't know where in relation it was. But I lived on a farm and there was a waterfall. So I, I thought growing up for my first five years was pretty cool. Yeah, I think honest. I mean, as you said, I just had a little Essex town. You had a farm. I had a farm. Which is pretty cool. I do think that's cool. Yeah. And so was... you had mainly cows, but you had like chickens, chickens and obviously goats. Was it just the one goat? Just the one goat. Just the one we evil goat. We farm the goats. They, when I they went goat shopping, they're like, yeah. which <laughs> one looks one. like it will bully our son? No, uh, and ducks. I remember not liking the chickens because I remember being carried through the chicken. Did you unlike run. the goats? The chickens just mentally abused you. Well, no, they used to peck my legs. But basically, animals don't like me. <laughs> the ducks, were, go, the ducks were fine. We had two main ducks called sausage and chips. That's harsh. Yeah, I didn't name them. It's a weird <laughs> that name. My, that was my mum's. I knew someone who had a cat called Dog once. Uh, it's just, and it's the same kind of thing of why, why call it? That's I mean, sausage and chips. It means you remember it. Yeah. Well, yeah. My uh, mum also had a cat. Looked after a cat called Tosspot once. Alright. Sorry. We have weird, <laughs> weird animal names. Right. We had uh, cat and dog as well. So we had The cat was called dog, the dog was called cat. No, the dog was called Jinx and the cat was called Soots. Soots. Was it black? Yes. Makes there sense. There you go. See, I filled in the um, mystery. End of episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I grew up in. But that was only until I was like five. Then when I was six, we lived in Surfleet near Spalding. Okay, cool. Where we lived in a nice little cottage and what my favourite thing about the cottage was it was all the different rooms were on different levels and we lived near a riverbank and the lounge, which was on the third level up, had a bridge. So we had French doors which opened out to a bridge which led to the top of the riverbank. That's pretty cool. I think you've mentioned that on class once I before. I don't know if I have. Because I remember the bridge bit. Yeah. And our kitchen door, which was on the ground level, had a stable door so we had the top bit that could open That's and the bottom. Cool. Um, yeah, again, we was only there for a year. But really liked it. I liked living near water. And I guess because it is important to remember that we're a geek podcast. Yeah. This is where I can bring in my first geeky thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm an only child. So, uh... so no no brothers or sisters or even first cousins. Actually, I say, oh, as someone with a brother or sister, it's more like, woo! No. <laughs> only, only child. I had an imaginary friend. But apparently, I will, even though I've got quite a lot of imagination, I'm a writer, I create things. I didn't create imaginary friend. I borrowed one. So my imaginary friend was Godzilla. <laughs> and he used to live in the river. <laughs> as far as imaginary friends go, Godzilla's pretty cool though. I thought so. He used to be quite protective. Uh... <laughs> he used to be quite protective. Yeah. We're talking like Pete's Dragon level of protection here. Like someone bullies you, he picks him up and throws them. But it's Godzilla. He could do a lot more than that. that Burn them. Eating. Because considering that Pete's Dragon's a dragon, I don't think you see him use fire. Alright, but he's a friendly dragon, really, he isn't is. he? Well, Godzilla is. Technically, he's not even a dragon, he's a kaiju. Well, Pete, dragon. What? I was talking about Godzilla, sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. I yeah. jumped back to Godzilla. Well, you didn't tell me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Pete's dragon. I was, it's I was, in the title. <laughs> I was working on the premise of, like, Godzilla spits fire. Yeah, he's yeah, dragon He's not he? a dragon. And it's not, he's like, it's not fire, it's like this sonic it's like, thing. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so Godzilla was my imaginary friend, but also we had a uh, different. Could your version of Godzilla talk, or was he just an actual Godzilla as your imaginary friend? Didn't talk. No. Just chose not to. Yeah. Very quiet, man. Uh, different pets at this point. Uh, Real pets. Real pets. It's bad when you have lots of imaginary no, friends. We had a puppy boxer dog called Titian. Cool. Who we grew up together. Uh, and I guess you could actually call my, my best friend, in a way. 
That sounds really sad when you refer no, to an animal. man's but... best friend. Yeah, that's true, actually, yes. Very protective. Any other animal, it becomes no. sad. <laughs> actually, no, because it was uh, the top of the riverbank was a public w- right away. I know you want to make a joke. I can hear it in your voice. What do you want to say? Come it was on. the fact that <laughs> so, so far you've had an imaginary friend and a real friend, and both of them were very protective of you. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> no, this I like is what it. I'm going to say, right? Because the top of the riverbank was a public walkway, yeah. and there was no real separation from... So anyone could pe- just wander up yeah. to your house. But I remember me and Titian, Titian and I, no, we're going to forget about Godzilla. I'm kind of wishing I hadn't brought it up. But he Oh, up. no, I'm thinking they definitely should have brought he, it up. He will come up again. No. Yeah, he will. Right. I used to play with Titian and, uh, on a bin lid. So we used to have tug of war with a bin lid. Cool. Uh, but if a person started walking along our section of the, the uh, riverbank, Titian used to stop and get between us and guard. And watch that person until they got. What size dog is Tishan? Because he's on a bin a lid. Boxer so dog. Oh, a boxer. Okay, yeah. yeah. So quite, especially to me, he a was size, like you know, six. Fair, boxers can yeah. be a fair size. But yeah. no, would literally just watch the person, and then as soon as the person had gone, start playing again. Very protective. Dogs. I mean, dogs are protective. They're very territorial but over the people. Because uh, do- boxer dogs like company. Yeah. Uh, they're well, the sort of dog that you'd get a second dog. So we got another dog called Misty, and Misty, for being way smaller, was vicious and was clearly in control of the bigger dog. So what age are you around the teaching Six. age? Six. Six. Okay. Six onwards for about nine years. Here's a question. I don't, you probably didn't ask me. It. What, is, what age would you be with your earliest memory that you can think, that's my first proper memory that I haven't made up? Because I can't, I was thinking about this, and I can't think what my first memory, because I spoke to my parents about what I think my first memories are, and apparently they never happened. <laughs> yeah, but that's in keeping with you. <laughs> you just make stuff up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's happier, but it's happier in here. I, I can tell you what I definitely remember, and it's again, it fits in with this being a geek podcast because the first actual memory I definitely have is of He Man on TV. And how old would you have been? Uh, that would have been at the farm, so I'd have been about four or five. Okay, uh, that I probably have. Memories before that, but that's one that I can actually identify yeah. as I remember that. And it's got, I can even remember the characters walking across the screen in like a deserty scene in the, in the room. So He Man was your first geek thing, really? That I can remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the first. Five one. is a good, nice early age to get into it. Yeah. yeah. I've always been a geek, I think. It's just, geek at heart. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're imagining a friend was Godzilla. Yeah, I know. It sums it up. It does sum it up. There's nothing wrong with that. It sums it up. Um, I think more people should not make their imaginary friends. I just use actual. Yeah, existing but also, characters. I don't know, imaginary friend. I, it feels like you should make them up. I mean, Godzilla is imaginary. Yeah, but He's also not real. created by someone else. That is true. <laughs> I took I mean, someone else. You might get a copyright fine now for like forty years ago. Know, they can do that for my mind. <laughs> That'd be, I mean, if if they can see in our minds, that's the least of our problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're six. Yeah, at that and point. did you say you'd got a second dog at this point? Or was that t-shirt. just t Yeah, no, that, that's T-shirt. Oh, okay. and then Misty. The the aggressive dog. Yeah, and also uh, another cat called Ollie. A normal name. Yes, a very fluffy got killed. Jeez. We only know it got killed because we woke up one day and Black Fluff was across the riverbank. No sign of the cat. Just... How does that happen? Yeah. How does a cat get killed on a river, river and bank. leave a trace? River bank. Okay. Not the water. I was going to say. I did say river bank. Yeah. I think I might have not heard the word bank because I, yeah. I was like, wait a second, how how does that work? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe fox. Well, I, we don't know. We will never know. Yeah. Probably a fox. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Or one of the water-based kaiju. Godzilla had his enemies. 
could have been Godzilla. <laughs> Jealous. He's like, he, he's my friend. He's like, I, can, I can deal with the dogs, but I'm not having a cat. But now we know the mystery is solved. Yeah. Plasmid. That's, you know. Mm. Right, so you're six. You've got a couple of dogs. You had Ollie, but Ollie mysteriously disappeared and had nothing to do with Godzilla. Yeah. Um, uh, so moving on to seven yeah. to eight. Uh, lived in a place called Mablethorpe where my parents ran the local shop. And my well, dad, like kind of corner shops, yeah. Uh, and my dad was the postmaster. Cool. And I think my coolest thing there is all right. This was the eighties, and my dad had a very specific job, which I think is really, really scary. Because in the post, I never saw it. I was a child, but they had a button to press in case of a nuclear war. <laughs> I love the idea that went into going, right, we need to give someone a button for the nuclear war. Uh, sir, so if a nuclear war str- hits, surely there won't be time to hit a button. Shh, quiet you! We <laughs> no, need the button! I think, because if a nuclear bomb went off in London, we were nowhere yeah, near London, so it would be a case of press the button, let people know. It was his job to let everyone know if that happened. That's a lot of responsibility for a shopkeeper. That is a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Was it a red button? Was it a big red button? I don't know. In my head it is. I like to think it was right next to the doorbell. So it was like, oh no, we did the nuclear war button again. (laughs) Oh, not again. Everyone's gone down to their their cellars. Again, I keep trying to take it back to geekiness. No, do it. Do it. Because mine didn't didn't that much. No, I had to keep... I had to specifically... Mine was more theatre-based. Yes. Um, Which mine will become. Yeah. Just not at this point. Um, because I'm not 10 yet. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. And, uh, it's the first time I saw the film of Ghostbusters. And it terrified me. The the library ghost. The ghost in the library freaked me out. Shh. No, it's when it turns into... Yeah, I get it. uh, I I hated it. Right, and I remember watching it, it giving me nightmares, and then they announced that they were making the cartoon series... (laughs) And, and it was like, no, it was, it was coming on TV, and I, I couldn't watch it at first. I ended up loving Ghostbusters, yeah, but but even I, now, there are still elements to the Ghostbusters that are creepy at that point because of my age when I watched it. I found just it was, it was just the library ghost, I didn't find in the rest of it scary, no, but that that did me in a bit. The giant pop, stay puff man didn't scare you, no, that was fine. <laughs> uh, when the cartoon series, I held the toys and everything, it was just the film. Also, I remember. Being, I think I must have been about that age when I saw Watership Down. That's not really a geeky topic. Oh, I love Watership Down, but that it used to give me nightmares. Yeah, it will do. It's a messed up film. Yeah, even that gives adults nightmares. <laughs> I know adults who can't watch the film. I love. I absolutely love Watership Down, but I've never seen it. Uh, you should. Um, I don't know if it's your kind of thing, really, but you should just. I don't like rabbits. But... So right. I suppose I should watch it. It's all right, it. a lot of them die. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be watching it for a different reason. Yeah, you'll be like... I'll be waiting yeah, for Yeah, that one got run over. Yeah! <laughs> that one's been ripped apart by a dog. Woo! Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a happy podcast. Yes. And yeah, so also, as well as being the corner shop and postmaster, we had a caravan site. Okay. Um, we also had a barn which had some wild cats in it, which became another pet called Demelza. Wow. Who I your na- your array of pet names is I know. is up there. Uh, yeah, and I didn't name them. Clearly, you'll you'll know the one that I named when we get to it because it's simple. <laughs> it's Steve. Yeah, <laughs> no. Steve the Chihuahua. No. No. Um, so Demelza was a wildcat, but and we chose her as a kitten because she was the best behaved. Oh, that turned out <laughs> that turned out to be wrong. She would claw me. She was a vicious With cat. With a name like Demelza, I feel like you're asking yeah. for it. Uh, yeah, 
So that was that around eight nine then. Hmm? Is that around your eight and nine? Uh, then? That is. Well, we moved here. Cause we, I was we were only there. I hated actually living there. I've told you the the cool bit, but I hated school there. Really didn't get on well with school. Um, I'm not going to get into details, but it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. Um, and if there was ever a point that I could be accused of misbehaving at school, it would be then. Because I played up a little bit. Because Always a rebel at heart. No, I wasn't. I, I just really <laughs> didn't want to be there. I just absolutely didn't want to be there. And it was a family decision to move from the area. Because my parents weren't happy there. And I wasn't happy there. So that we, I don't think we even made a year. It was very much a, we got to go. And we've got some friends in Hunstanton. Let's see how Hunstanton is. So we had a holiday here. So what age did you move to Hunstanton? Eight. And you've been here ever since? Yeah. Okay, so the moving phase of the stories are over. Yes. Well, okay. At the age of eight, I came to where we are. To the are property now. You're, like your family living now, I guess? Yes. Okay, so it's the same house? Yes. Cool. Okay, so age eight, little Tobias has done with his travelling, his moving around. He's no longer a wanderer. No. He's settled down, found a place to call home. Yes, and I should point out, at this point is when I stop having Godzilla as a friend. But I do it. In a very good way, because... Did you leave him behind? No, Thedal thought there was a very lack of water, but there was a ditch. <laughs> Did so, he, walk, he walked off into no, the no, sea, No, no, he, he? he was fine there. He was absolutely fine there. But when we came to Stanton, we have we, we're next to the sea. Swam off. Didn't need him anymore. He, oh, I didn't need his protection anymore. Godzilla. He's like Nanny McPhee. He's there when you need him, but don't want him. I haven't seen Nanny McPhee. Have you not? I don't know it. Just like Godzilla. No, is it? <laughs> <laughs> In every way, oh, the just like Godzilla. Gonna... Emma Thompson, eh? <laughs> She's a, she'd make a great Godzilla. Ages. Okay, so yeah, eight, you're here. Yeah. Godzilla's disappeared. Yeah. Um, did you bring any of the animals with you? Mm-hmm. Who did you bring with you? Because oh, I feel like they're important players of this story. Yeah. Uh, Tishan, Misty, because I don't think we named Misty. You didn't bring the goat. Uh, no. Goat stayed on the farm. Loppy stayed on the farm. Because she bullied you. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't coming. Um, I mean, your parents are like, well, it's either Tobias or Loppy. It's one of the two. <laughs> we should probably bring the human. Yeah, and he's less violent than the goat. <laughs> <laughs> just. Yeah, just. Uh, Demelza, the cat. Oh, and also through this time, I don't know when we got fish. It's a good name. Fish. Oh, fish the fish. Yeah, just had fish for years. Absolute years. Uh, from, I think, the first house to moving here. We had okay. quite a long time. Yeah, But didn't give them a proper a fish. Just fish. I think. I mean, I like it when people just call them by their actual thing. Like, uh, dog. It's fish. I'm a dog. Yeah, we named everything else. Not it's fish, it's also how every like young child in all Victorian films are referred to. You boy. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> boy. Boy, girl. Boy, girl. Dog, fish. Fish dog is fish. a good name. <laughs> dog, 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 fish. Catfish is better. I'm a girl. Dog, Cat fish. Dog. <laughs> Cat, dog. Cat, dog. Okay. Are you done? Yes. <laughs> so we're kind of moving into like phase two of your story. Ah, right? phase two. That like the second t- ten years. Yeah. So what pivotal moments from from phase two of Tobias's life? I'm actually phasing your life like Marvel. Yeah. The fa- second I'm phase down of with that. Tobias's life. I'm down with that. So we're looking Key at moments. ten to twenty now. Yeah. Important oh. important years. I'm imagining. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess. Um, uh, we did miss one thing from phase one. That is where my love of Thundercats came from. Thundercats, they're cats that live in the thunder. Also, not the theme tune. Not the theme tune. All the words, I hate you a little bit. <laughs> Actually, the theme tune to um, 
Ladybug and Cat Noir from I don't know the what Disney that... Channel, apparently. Can you stop? Sorry. <laughs> you weren't this animated in The Man. <laughs> my life's not as interesting. Yeah, but you're stopping mine from being by talking over it, you... Sorry, no. <laughs> no, it's not. So, Thundercats. Yeah, because uh, I would say that's the geekiest I've been. We talked about He-Man being the first thing I remember. Yeah. But Thundercats, I properly, properly got into. I was obsessed with Thundercats. Okay. I joined the fan club. Had all the figures, pretended I was a Thundercat. <laughs> Fair enough, why not? Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, and Thundercats is still, I mean, I look back that if for each decade I chose one show from from phase one, it would be Thundercats. Okay. Yeah. So fun, Thundercats is your Avengers from phase one. Yeah, basically. Fair enough, yeah. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in phase two, well, obviously now living in a guest house. Yeah. Uh, in Hunstanton. So you, it was a guest house at this point? Yes, we went into it okay. being a guest house. Well, we made it a guest house. Yeah. It wasn't a guest house before we moved into it. Okay. But, it's, I mean, you know where it's basically where our studio is yeah. when we rehearse. And it's got a lot of rooms. Yeah. Um, and servant quarters is a Victorian house. So yeah. it's good to have servants' quarters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's where we used to be. That's where we used to live in the servants' quarters. Nothing and wrong then, with then the that. guests would have the main rooms. Um, that was that was right. It meant that I got to meet a lot of new people. Yeah. Uh, some of them semi-famous. I'm not going to name them here, but that was cool. Not proper famous. They're like people who know famous people. Okay. <laughs> but you got to rub shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. cool. Um, obviously, I kind of got to start making friends like with people who are now still in my life. Yeah. Like, nothing before moving to Hunstanton. No, I kept nobody. I don't know anyone from that part no. of my life. Um, but now I have... But Loppy holds a dear place in your heart. Well, I know the name for us, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you moved into um, a big property. You became a guest house. Yeah. Met lots of people, and you started forming actual friendships. Yeah. Okay, so school up here. You said you didn't like school where you came from before. Not that How was school when you transitioned up here? Um, middle school, which is what I started. I missed first school. Yeah. We had middle school. Absolutely loved middle school. Had no problems with middle school. What did you take? What were you like your cause? Well, this is middle school. I so suppose I... you don't choose it middle no, school. No, not until okay. uh, high school. Oh, you do all your boring standards then. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, that was just, I just really liked middle school. There was nothing bad about that. Um, as I guess, because nobody really likes going to school. No. But I also didn't have a massive problem going to this school. That's fair enough. Um, but Did you take school seriously when you were there now? Yes. Okay. I took school seriously. <laughs> I didn't. I know. That's why I'm looking at you quite pointedly saying I took school seriously. I don't know. I mean, serious. I wasn't particularly intelligent. I suppose what is what I can take from middle school is they're the first people to really help nurture my writing. Yeah. I was going to ask when did like theatre step into your life not theater yet just writing yes because it wasn't big on the drama okay uh but the right in in english lessons i used to write we used to have to write short stories okay but i'd get into it and this probably explains why i'm so bad at other lessons i would get so into it my teachers would let me off the other lessons to finish my stories (laughs) so i would get our maths by continuing writing my story and that's the thing, because I was a dreamer at school. Uh, I was known for being a dreamer, and that was always my negative in my reports. Yeah. A bit of a dreamer, head in the clouds. But on the flip side, that very much then fed into me writing. That's where I could put imagination and make it a useful thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that definitely started. 
And my parents were very surprised because one day I suddenly was awarded this stuff. I'd won a poetry competition. I didn't know I'd entered it. I did it at school and they'd entered my poem into this like national thing. <laughs> and I'd won. <laughs> and I'd written about a toy. I'd written about one of my toys and done a little drawing of it. Was it a Thundercat toy? No, it wasn't. Uh, Actually, I don't know what the toy was of. Because that would have been a great little... No, it it wasn't, unfortunately. It was a wind-up thing, and it kind of had a grabby claw at the front. Right, okay. I don't know what it's from. To this day, I don't know what that's from. But it was my favourite toy, and I did a poem about it, and it won an award, and that's the first thing I won for writing anything. I I guess that gave me a bit of motivation to carry on writing, I suppose. Because writing then definitely became a part of my life yeah that early so we, we are talking eight or nine okay but i mean they say people who do proper writing they do start early the, yeah the passions then they grow yeah okay yeah. so you started your writing fairly early and school was now actually a thing you didn't hate with a passion yeah which is always good yeah because i would i'd say that school was never a thing i enjoyed doing ever but for you it's good that you had that um and is it in this next phase where drama comes into your life, or is that much later? No, no, it's in this phase. Okay. Because this phase takes me to 20. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, definitely. It's like the, the 10 years that kind of shape you, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right, so going into high school. Yeah. Um, not particularly the first. I mean, I thought I, did, I enjoyed drama, but it wasn't something I thought about. Yeah. Um, but when it came to GCSEs, I think, so like, when do you choose? 15? When you choose your I'm GCSEs, not sure. I'm never good at well, basically, it's it's around that time. Um, I would like, I wouldn't like to say. I'll point out that when I was 14, I had a lot of time off school because I developed asthma, right? And that kind of literally winded me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, literally winded me. I was off for a long time in that in year nine. Okay. Uh, but for GCSEs, my dad's an artist. Yeah. And I initially was going to take art. And then realised... Because you thought, like, the the gene would have passed through? Well, I kind of... I guess it was that thing of wanting approval from your father. Yeah, Rather than going, oh, this is what I should be doing. I went, well, he'd like it. And then I realised... I panicked and went, no, that's not what I want to do. So you were really just trying to kind of follow in the footsteps? Yeah, I was at that point. So I quickly, very quickly, had to change my mind. They didn't like that. Was there pressure to follow in the footsteps? Or nope. was that fully you? No, that was fully me. That was pressure. Because it's that... normally, there's a stereotype that it's normally the other way around, isn't it? Yes. You normally it's... get pressured to follow I... the family thing. I, I can't say, okay, you know my mum. I do know your mum. My mum is a pushy mum, but not in that respect. No. No, there wasn't any pushiness to do anything like that. Yeah. But I guess there was a lot of pride in the family that my dad was an artist yeah you know and it was kind of painting art and also he was um he did stuff for the sun okay uh and the local newspaper and he like a cartoonist yeah an artist uh and also though nothing so your dad did like the uh comic book strips yes he did that's pretty cool um because they're the bits of the paper that i read yeah well and the dear Deirdre, i love the gossip column he he did do that (laughs) no it's different kind of thing but i do love a gossip column I guess, because there was so much pride about that, I was like, well, that's... I get it, if it's a pivotal part of like your family life. But I also went, as it as I was given my selections, as in there, right, you can do that, you can do that, you can do that, I then went, oh, I don't actually want to do art. Did you have? I don't want I, to do Even it. now, I'm, I'm not inclined to think of a very artistic person, I don't think, in that sense. I am. Are you like a jewellery person? I was, yeah. Were you? I used to doodle a lot, okay. and I wasn't absolutely terrible. Okay. But 
it wasn't what I wanted to do. You could do it, but it wasn't a, like an interest or passion. Or a lot of people could do it better. <laughs> you know, it, fair enough. Yeah, do something for fun. Not for, I'm not an artist. No, but I'm not. You're, but you are I'm, an artiste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. Okay. Uh, so you, did you then move towards drama, or was there someone else first? I know. I immediately asked. I I wanted to do drama instead. But the pole dancing course was full, wasn't it? Well, I don't think they really did that at high school. You idiot. <laughs> you say that, but I guarantee you there are high schools that do stuff like Probably, that now, as yeah. like an because it's now sixth form though. Maybe because it's since then it's quite like um, acrobatic now, isn't it? You get like whole fitness classes around it. Yes, it's just an excuse to dance on a pole, really. Isn't it? Why not? So anyway, pole dancing was full, so you went for drama. What did you just say? Oh, oh yeah, pole, pole dancing, dancing was, was full. full. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, and yeah. There's not a lot to say in the GCSE part of it. No, because I imagine that was that was pretty much what dominated that time was GCSEs. Yes, uh, and that's a lot of boring studying and. But it did obviously set a passion a bit because it was during the GCSEs of drama that I wrote my first ever play. Okay. Which obviously is very significant for what would come later in my life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you dabble. Yeah, but it, it was me and two friends. Oh, we were partnered. And this is not necessarily a good story. <laughs> hey, that was the best one. But it's got a, it's got a tie in with geekiness. Right, and I can't remember, we were given a task where in our groups we had to write a short and present a short little play which was about, ah, oh, what was the topic? Right up until me saying it, I knew what the topic was and now <laughs> I've got to say it. But it was like, not meaning of life, not that, but it was something lo- along those lines. That there was an actual phrase that we had to put into a play. However... <laughs> little writer Tobias because <laughs> I, I wrote it and the other two just went along with me we were allowed to use like the staging area so I, I made out of boxes the Starship Enterprise nice <laughs> I was the captain uh, John was the, the pilot and Greg was security and then one of us had to the security had to go and then be the alien on the view screen and we ended up was it too abstract for what they were looking no, for? No, it wasn't. It was basically we were in a life and death situation. But this is a bit that makes me cringe. But everyone loved it. It just wasn't really <laughs> what we were meant to be doing. Because we did the whole Star Trek thing where I was the captain. And then to end it, we danced to the theme tune from Friends. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it makes no sense now, but it did at the time. And I remember the drama teacher who actually became quite influential, really. Not at this point. I just remember him dodging the question. Because it wasn't for an exam or anything, Yeah, luckily. <laughs> but he, it was, if this was for an exam, how would you do? And he went, well, you'd get a mark. <laughs> that was literally his phrase. You'd get a mark. <laughs> I'm like, all I wanted was a mark. <laughs> what, what, what more do you need from life? Yeah. And then we actually had to come up with an actual exam piece. Okay, and did that? Was that heavily Star Trek influenced? No, no, actually. But the thing is, you mentioned Star Trek. Yes. But you haven't mentioned getting into Star Trek. You must have got into Star Trek by this point. Yes, I got into Star Trek. Um, well, it's in two phases, actually. Because I would say that Star Trek right now is one of the most influential geek things in your life. Yes, it would totally is. Outside of Marvel, obviously, because it's a different. Element. Marvel's new, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say when Star Trek Next Generation came on, now I know that. It started in America in like 87, 
Right. I'm not sure if that's exactly when we had it in England. Maybe... 87. Or to put that into context, two years before I was born. Yes, well, I was seven, all right? Exactly. I know, I'm just putting time frames out there. We've had your episode. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like it at first. It was very boring. But my dad watched it. And so we we watched it. It was at dinner time. It was around yeah. six o'clock, whatever. And yeah, so we, I'd watch it. But I wasn't interested. It actually wasn't. I think I skipped season two completely. But then season... Or maybe it was season two. I don't know. I just remember there'd been some changes. And that was quite unique. Because in TV, things didn't change. From a series to a series, or season to season... Characters wouldn't change how they look. They would, you know, they just as a standard, this is what it is. Yeah. But Star Trek, it changed. Riker now had a beard. Geordi uh, had been promoted. He was now a chief engineer when he had been a pilot. And now he's wearing yellow instead of red. Worf had a new forehead. Uh, and it was, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Worf had a new forehead. Yeah. But that little bit caught my attention. Yeah. The fact that there'd been changes and that there was a hierarchy. And I suddenly got into it. I got into it, not for the story necessarily. You got into it knowing that there was more depth to it. It wasn't just yes. this 2D show that you could just switch on, switch off. Yes, there was progression. I get that, because you can in, you can invest yourself mm. in it knowing that there's something to follow now. Yes, and I think maybe that's the first TV show yeah. that did that for Because you me. can watch it going, well, I like this character. What will happen to them? Yeah, I, w- I would say Star Trek was the first adult show I got into. Yeah, okay. um, that makes sense. I don't know, because obviously we're going to say what, at some point, I'm going to have to choose what my geek thing was for that decade, because it was Thundercats. Well, be, it might, surely it's got to be Star Trek, because it's got to be the turning point for you, isn't it? Yeah, but there's, mm, it's difficult, because I would say there's three influential things in that decade for me. Well, name what the three are, yeah. and then we can explain the story around each one. Okay, well, Star Trek I've already explained, yeah, okay. and it, it has become a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, from a very different reason friends which i guess isn't that geeky okay but so maybe shouldn't be counted because it's not a geek thing not no not yeah it probably gets kind of put aside Mm. as in that sense but that said it does play a part in that i feel a lot of when i write comedy now it's influenced you it's influenced from friends knowing your style of writing it's definitely influenced the way you write yeah and also life i did compare myself to chandler a lot in that I would look at where I was at a certain age yeah. and go, where was Chandler at this age? He was already living, he wasn't living with his parents at this age. He was living with Joey at this age. Yeah. And you know, at that point he was married. And you know, and it actually was unnecessary pressure that I didn't need. <laughs> but yeah. it still affected me. Yeah. But, you know, and that started in my late teens. And the third thing, uh, from a slightly, in 97, so I guess back in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. Which I guess in some ways is the least influential, but it also introduced me to Joss Whedon, who I think is one of my favourite writers ever, and again has okay. influenced me in ways. I mean, from hearing your story, I, w- I would say I think Star Trek is probably your, for yeah. that decade? For that decade, yeah. Because it's it introduced you to really something that has been very influential in your life up until now. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yes, friends, okay. are, friends on a different level, but it's not really geek, the no. geek level. From a geek point of view, Star Trek. If yeah. you would say choose one thing that has affected your life the most, I'd probably say Friends, because it has really influenced the way you write, which yes. is now what you do. Yeah. But yeah, I think on a geek side of it, definitely Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. So jumping back to the school, 
Yeah. Obviously, you you draw you did your GCSEs in drama. Did you do good in GCSEs, or were you one of these people who did terrible in the thing but excelled outside of the academic side of it? No, uh, I wasn't. Are we going along the myth thing of oh, you know, um, Einstein was terrible at maths, but he's a genius because he wasn't. That's a myth. But um, you know, I was mediocre. I was C and Ds. I was. I had an E. I had a B. My one B was. Oh, did I have two Bs? No. That's greedy. I can't remember now. I was middle. I was definitely middle okay. of the road because I, I wasn't super. Into, I remember. Well, my bane of my life has been maths, and I took my GCSEs, got a D in maths, and then they said, you can do better than that, retake it, and I did. I got another D, just to prove that, no, I had... Right. No, this is my standard. <laughs> no, this, I have a D student okay. in maths. So, after uh, GCSEs, what, what, well, okay. what's, what came next? Well, A-levels, and Ooh. that's really... By this point, I'd written my first little short play for my yep. exam. I'd co-written the actual exam, uh, which actually was very decent. Actually, quite proud of the exam. It, it was definitely a group effort. I can't take credit for it. But then we got into theatre studies. I took up art again. <laughs> Having not done it for GCSEs, I took it for A-levels. You're like, maybe this is my time to shine. Uh, I did not fare well. I lasted one year. Did the best piece of art I'd ever done in my life and quit. <laughs> Literally. because I'm on a high. Well, I'm, I'm still going to... I do talk about this. My art teacher, I don't think was fair, <laughs> because in our very first lesson, to see what standard we were all at, he got us to draw him. So he just sat and harsh. we all draw, drew him and he rated them and he rated me bottom of the class. And then the photography teacher came in and he was like, oh, Mr. Holt, just rate these. And he rated mine top of the class. And I think I just made him a little bit fat and he didn't like it. <laughs> you showing that side of him he was yeah. insecure about. But what we did, and this is going to come back to why I included something. We had to do just a piece of art. I can't remember what the, the thing was. But I drew Monica from Friends. Okay. And I scaled it up. I had a, a like a companion book to Friends. And there was a picture of her. And I took it and I did a grid on it. And I scaled it up to a massive piece and then presented it. And it was like, I hadn't really fully rubbed out the, the grid markings and you could kind of see that. But it, the the teacher was actually really impressed. He kind of was very much, well, yeah, we can see that. But actually what you've done, a lot of people couldn't do that. And then I quit because I'd made End a mistake. End on the high, why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like, okay, I've done something that you... can't you get actually... worse now, can you? Because <laughs> no. you're like, well, I'm quitting. And it wasn't that. I was just quitting. I was doing theatre studies. I was doing English literature. Those two were my main passions. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I was doing art. Again, I think maybe because of my dad. Yeah. But it just wasn't panning out for me. I had missed the GCSE side of it. Uh, so what I did then was took up drama, which seemed like a brilliant idea. And I absolutely enjoyed it. But I did better in theatre studies than I did in drama. <laughs> so it actually, it, it was good and I'm glad I did it. But I don't know that doing drama particularly changed my life in any way. Because I was already doing theatre studies. Yeah, it's not like it was a new step. in. Well, it did actually direction. change my life. Because I took it up a year late, I had to stay a year late. So I did three years of A-levels. Okay. Uh, so I suppose it did because... It prolonged my school life by a year, which is quite hardcore, actually, when you think about it. And it is. It's an, it's a, it's, instead of taking a gap year, yeah. a gap, gap year, yeah. you took an academic year. Of, of doing one lesson. Extra study. Yeah. Um, two of us did that. I don't know why John... 
I don't know why that happened. I don't think drama was as a subject. Just to clarify, I'm assuming when you say John, it's the other person, not one of the numerous Johns we've mentioned before. In the no, no, no. I said diff- the <laughs> random, original. Random one the time original John. John, and this will actually... The be- original no, John. this John is going to become very important in a minute. Oh. You see, because I don't know, because I dropped art and took up drama. Okay. And I think that must have been because drama wasn't originally an, on offer. But it was going to be on offer for my second year of A levels. Yeah. So I dropped art for it, and I because that's the only thing because John didn't do art, so I'm wondering how he was available to take it up in the second year. But we both started drama at the same time, even though we're in the same year, and he had to stay on an extra year as well. And I think well, John's very important, so I'm going to cut to the chase now because he got me to write my very first play for an audience. Okay. He basically said there was a local search for the star talent show. Yeah. And he thought he wanted to enter it. Did we mention Central Star last time? Well, like we've mentioned it on cast before. I'm sure we have. Well, we discussed it because you entered Manic. No, you entered the Manic. <laughs> you Wait entered Central Star, and we definitely talked about it. Yeah, but whether it made the edit or not, I don't. I can't remember. I okay. remember talking. Well, basically, about it. a talent competition yeah. at the local theatre. And so again, he was the one who made you take the step from just casually writing to actually writing. Well, I wasn't particularly writing uh, during high school. I, I, you. During GCSEs and A-levels, you didn't have time to just write stories. It was actual study. Yeah. You know? And because I was doing it, doing English literature, I was having to annotate all the books, which very felt... It felt wrong writing on books and all this kind of stuff. But I was getting into it. And to be honest, considering our English class started with about, I don't know, a room full of people, only four of us ended up taking that exam. Whittle them down. Well, yeah. Um... And I was the one, because they didn't, the school didn't really want me to do English at first, because they didn't think I was intelligent enough. <laughs> and my GCSE teacher had to back me and say that with dedication that she thought I could do it. I was one of the only, I was one of four to take it. Maybe it was six. I'm trying to think, because only four of us ended up taking the theatre studies exam. But anyway, I did all right. <laughs> I did all right in English. I did all right in drama and theatre studies. That was all good. Okay. And uh, what age are you here? Because you're taking an extra year at this point. I left school at 19. Okay. Um, but Yeah, later than some, but at the same time, nothing well, wrong with it. Well, 18 would have been the leaving age. Yeah. So I only stayed an extra year. Yeah. But it was by this point, I'd already... Sorry, John asked me to do a play for the talent competition. He recognised that I was a better writer than him. So... Would I write him something? So I wrote a little play called The Last Skydive, which is actually important. It doesn't sound important at the moment, but it will come up again. We entered the talent competition and got... It's where I met someone who... I I won't name check because I don't want to name check too many people. But he met us and asked us to be in other things. So already we were now getting... Just this little play, The Last Skydive, was now being asked to do other things. Basically... We were asked. So now, me as a playwright had begun. Okay. And what happened with John was we did that one play. Yeah. Then that went down quite well. The next year, we're like, let's do another one. So I wrote a three-hander. We wanted to bring a girl in called Brenda. I wrote a play for three of us. And then John decided that he didn't want to be part of it anymore. He wanted to do stand-up comedy. Okay. So I then... That's a jump. So he exited... Leaving me and Brenda, and I wrote a new play called Mother-in-Laws and Pet Spiders. We entered talent competition again. He entered as a stand-up comedian. We made it to the final. He did not. And then the next year, which is 
1999, I'm right. Yeah, there I'm must right. be. For the first time, enter the Hunstanton Festival of Arts. Okay, yeah. Which is a, like a dramatics thing. Yes. Than it's not just it's talent. adjudicated drama. Uh, so I'm putting myself up as a writer. I extend the 10-minute Mother-in-Laws and Pet Spiders to from, from a two-hander, 10-minute thing, to a four-hander, half-an-hour thing. Okay. And I this is the first play that I put under the banner, Purple Dreams. Okay, so that's kind of that's where, which is what my business is called. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the birth. That is literally the birth of Purple. Dreams. Okay, now put a pin in this story for a sec. Put a pin in it because obviously you're doing this is now the um, adjudicated drama. Yes, you've done the talent show. Yes, at the theatre. Yes. Now, obviously, if anyone who have listened before will yes. know that at some point you go to manage this theatre. Yeah. Phase are three, you, people. Phase are three. Are you working here at all? At phase, no. You have nothing to do. That's it's a phase three story. Okay, so this is literally at this point. The only connection to it is performing in it. Yes. I've okay, just, no, yes. that's fine. I haven't. I've literally, in 97, 98, and 99, my, like, 10 minutes and this half an hour play are my interactions with the theatre. Okay. Other than a paying customer, because it's a local theatre. Okay, so we'll unpin. So really, that show was the first official Bubble Dreams thing? Uh, it was, yes. And it was very confusing for me, because uh, Brenda, who I'd already mentioned... Yeah. She introduced me to someone so, uh, who's quite influential in the area at the time because I don't, I didn't know a point in me naming him because I don't think you'd know him. Yeah. I don't know if he's even alive now, to be honest. And he'd seen it, he thought it was very good, but he, he gave me some advice, which was quite odd advice at the time. I like your plays, but do them naked. No, but it was, yeah, yes, you're quite a good writer, but you're not much of an actor. I suggest you just keep to the writing. What happened that year was I won Best Youth Actor and I got nothing for my writing. <laughs> so that was very conflicting information that I was being given. It's like, you told me I'm bad at acting, but I've just won an award for it. I'm good at writing, but I didn't win anything. I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> uh, it's all opinions. It's all opinions. But yes, yeah, so that was my first award. I was also in the competition for another thing. Uh, I was in not nothing to do with Purple Dreams, but I was in Under Milkwood, which I guess was my first non-school production of anything. Okay. But also nothing to do with what I'd written. I was just part of a group. But drama and writing is now part of your life. It's, it's From, now your world, really. It started in GCSE, but definitely in A-levels, it became something. Okay. So theatre and dramatics is now part of your life. As I said, Purple Dreams has big, big, Began. It's a thing now. So we move on to the third section. Phase three. three. Right. Well, very important. At the age of 20, I start working at the local theatre. Okay. This is very important because it defines the next 10 years, next 11 years of my life. Uh, So I start working there initially as a steward. Um, But when I started, the technical manager at the time, Mick, he basically said to the boss who'd employed me at some point they should get me on the technical team because he knew me from my place yeah so i said it would be good experience for me so uh through the first five years of working in theater i was casual steward kiosk king uh but then i also did technical so i was follow spot learned how to do some lighting learned how to show a film it's good because i suppose having interest in the theater and writing and acting it's good to know a little bit about the other side i have literally New name a bit of the theatre. The only thing I haven't done is sound. I haven't got an ear for sound. Fair enough. But any sound other... is a lot harder than light. Everything else in a theatre I have actually done. That's cool. So I know every side of it. During this time, 
I had a five year gap because we talked about me starting writing. I did more plays than just that first one. Yeah. Um, we did about seven plays in a three year section. But I had a five year gap where I didn't write. It just wasn't. I developed. I was now a 20 year old, a 20 something year old. And I had a social life now. You know, it was very much, uh, I'm having fun. Writing was not your only I mean, we, we bypassed it slightly, but I'm in a relationship now. I'm in an adult relationship. Cool. Was that like your first proper relationship then? Or yeah. Had you had, a, had you had like child heart? Okay. During Do you know what I mean? middle school, when it doesn't yeah. count, yeah. I was a little Romeo. Oh, I, I, you I, doggy. I never didn't have a girlfriend. And plus, wow. also lived in a guest house where girls used to turn up. On holiday, I, I had little holiday romances. So there's gonna be little, there's gonna be girl women out there who've got got stories about you, and if you're yeah. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> However, the older uh, high school teenage years, not so kind, not so kind. Didn't get very far there. Um, spot, my my spotty youth. <laughs> That's when your face for radio came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but basically, I started going out with someone about uh, we were both eighteen. And, well, I guess that all comes into this. It was an eight-year relationship. Okay. Until, until the age of 26. So that was quite hardcore. Yeah. Really. Uh, so that was my early 20s. But at the same time, I developed social life as well. So between having a girlfriend, having new friends who were all from the theatre, everything was theatre-based now, uh, writing wasn't a thing. Uh, but also the adjudicated drama festival went away. Yeah. So I didn't have that. And when that came back in 2006... I entered it again, and that really is the start of Purple Dreams as it is today. Okay, um, but prior to that, is there yes. any is there any important milestone moments that you need to refer to at all, or is it is that literally the next natural step? Uh, in my early twenties, probably not from a geeky point of view. Yeah, although I guess I did go to my first. It wasn't a convention, but I went to a memorabilia thing. Oh okay. yeah, I should totally talk about the memorabilia thing. That's a very geeky thing. Do it. Because um, I met David Prowse, who is Darth Vader. Cool. Uh, I walked past Warwick Davis. I walked... <laughs> I have to say walk past. I walked past the twins from Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> oh, I did totally miss out some. Oh, no, it is in this phase. It's in phase two. In, I missed out something from phase two that I really should share. But okay. I'll just finish what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, I met Pinhead from the Hellraiser films. Classic. And we uh, are coming up to Halloween as well, so yeah, perfect time to mention uh, that. Yeah, definitely. So he he signed a photo saying, go to hell. That was awesome. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I wasn't into Doctor Who at the time. It's a bit of a shame because I'm pretty sure Tom Baker was there. <laughs> but I didn't. I, 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 I wasn't into it at that point. Okay. Um, but yeah. And uh, my first meeting of a Star Trek actor. The first Star Trek actor that I met was Chase Masterson, who plays Lita in Deep Space Nine. So I've got a photo with her. And Morn, if you know Morn. I don't. The little barfly. He's cool. He never speaks in the whole seven years. But he's awesome. So that was my first proper geek out of our meeting famous people. Okay, cool. Um, but I also went to a Star Trek thing. There was no famous people. It was just like a Star Trek experience. Yeah. And I bought a triple. But we went around, got to be on the, like, the bridge of the Enterprise and stuff like that. That was all cool. They were geeky moments in my early 20s. Okay. Now, you said there was a moment from phase yes. two you missed phase, out. Phase two. Actually, quite a, not a significant moment, but I think it's a nice little story. Because I did mention that I was doing Under Milk Wood. 
At the time, the director, her husband, was the manager of the local Waterstones. Right. And they needed someone, remembering I'm only 19 at this point. Yeah. To sign for a new book that was coming out. So I, for a day, got to sign as Dumbledore. Do you know the weird thing is? What? I've heard you tell this story to someone in the last week. I'm sure I have. I have told someone in the last week. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> Uh, possibly Annie, I think. I um, think so. She'd be someone who didn't know that yeah. story. Um, but yes, so it was the third Harry Potter book, Prisoner of Azkaban, had come out. And on the back of the book, there's a picture of a wizard. I don't think it's Dumbledore. It's just a wizard. And they kitted me out to look completely like this picture. Fez, smoking jacket, funky glasses. Fez, that's not Dumbledore. No. Uh, but that's what I wore out in public. I had to practice signing books as Dumbledore because I didn't know anything about Harry Potter anything about Harry Potter at first I couldn't get my head out it wasn't Bumblebee I, I was like what is this thing I did it for a day I signed some pictures yeah not some pictures I signed the books I'm pretty certain if they look back I may have signed a future girlfriend's book <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that sounds weird that uh, is weird yeah my payment they couldn't pay me for it it was the same year as uh, Star Wars Phantom Menace came out and uh, upstairs, they said anything that's not on the shop floor, I could take. Right. So I took some encyclopedias about Star Wars and the life side droid. Nice. That, that was my, that was, which I don't think my parents really appreciated because I came back with a life size droid. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but this is my payment. <laughs> so we're jumping back to phase, phase three. three. Yeah. Um, to 2006, the uh, adjudicated drama returns yes. and you step back into writing and am I right in Lincoln this is also around the time you said you are eight years relationship kind of yeah. concludes okay right. we'll so, rush over that well no it, it is, <laughs> I think it's all because in a one year space I returned to writing I was promoted to assistant manager and my relationship ended all in the space of a year so two good things <laughs> and you became manager yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh. anyway <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so you're now manager. The adjudicated drama. That's not okay. So, sorry, yeah, assistant manager. Away. <laughs> so, how did being assistant manager affect? Did it have any effect on you entering these things? Was that a conversation that happened? Um, I was allowed because it wasn't a theatre decided thing. Okay, I was no, yeah, that makes I was sense. no longer allowed to enter. As soon as I started work in any capacity, I wasn't allowed to work in the festival as uh, the Central Star. Central Star. Yeah, because that was an in-house thing. Yes. Um, which even late in later years, I ended up being a judge on it. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't yeah, I know. it? You ended up judging something you competed Which actually in. was referenced. The host referenced when he announced, because he, he announced the yeah. judges. He referenced the fact that That's I had been a cool. competitor and now I was one of the that judges. That's quite cool. He's like, look where you can yeah. be, guys. So, uh, so do better. And it was like, he didn't even win. <laughs> he didn't say that. that but is crazy. in my head, no, it's like, true. Yeah, but I, I didn't win. So you were, you were allowed to enter the adjudicate drum because that's not an in house thing. Yeah, that was okay. its own separate thing. And plus, it really was. When I took the job of um, assistant manager, I did say, because there was a thing of the manager was also into plays and she didn't want to give up plays, but I, it was part of my deal. When I started, I said, I don't want to give up. Because I was part of the local Amdram groups yeah. and all that. You, you didn't want like, to give up these things just because you had some like responsibilities. Full-time job. I yeah. still wanted my passion there. Yeah. I didn't want it to become That's the like, right way of trying to balance both. And they agreed. So therefore I was allowed to keep on. Uh, and yeah. And I suppose there's no reason you couldn't. Because it wasn't run by them. And as long as it doesn't affect yeah. it. And this was quite an important part. Because this, is, this now affects what I do now. From the off of returning to writing my plays. The first two years I won Best Actor. 
and best writer two years the first two years back doing it first time I got recognition really for writing plays and I think that then gave me the confidence to spur on and now we get into the very important part of I, I meet you. <laughs> I'm here now. You are in phase three of my life. <laughs> well, some would say it's the best phase. I like phase two. But... <laughs> wow, there's that. Yeah. From now onwards, it's going to be a weird one because some of this was covered in mine as well. Yeah, we're now overlapping. Yeah, okay. So we've now got to try not to cover too much of what was already well, no, covered. No, to be honest, whereas... No, I don't think there will be a whole lot to cover from this point, really. No, 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 not. At this point now, I am winning awards for plays. Yeah. I'm becoming... Okay, I'm not going to say this sounds so smart-ass. Uh, <laughs> such a big o- local celebrity? Yeah, no, no. I'm you, doing air quotes you here. You are it's... known in your area. Yes. You're uh, the big fish in the pond, small pond at this point. At this point, yes. I was very much golden boy. Yeah, I was, that's a fair... I don't think that's even a, I was a getting into the. Thing. I was getting into the papers because of it. It was now a thing. Yeah. Um, local man streaks on beach. <laughs> <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> oh, I have done that. I was there. That was in phase three as well, wasn't it? I was there, but I didn't I don't I didn't look at you, so it's cool. No, I did not look at you. Because there were women. There. there were women there, but they weren't doing the streaking. It was me Still and Craig. Still looking at them, though. It was me and Craig. Still looking at them, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, obviously, I mean, I don't know what you want me to get into. I had other relationships. After the eight-year yeah. relationship, uh, I went through a very turbulent relationship, which I think all of us But we're agree. fine now. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I made an interesting choice with one of my relationships, which was very... But mind you, I was still living at home. I was like 26, 27, still with my parents. It was the turbulent relationship that got me to move out and actually be independent. So so it may have been not a completely positive experience, but it had an outcome. I think, honestly, I did a lot of growing up. Yeah. I, I made some adult phase choices. Phase three is the phase where you go from being a, a boy to bias to a man to Yeah, I may, some would argue... A few years too late. <laughs> Basically, phase three is where the living room that we're sitting in now became yeah, a thing. We, and I, the sofa, I believe. Yeah, I moved in this house in 2007 and that's where we're basically up to now. Yeah. you Your first play with me was 2008. Yep. And we'd met in, when did we say? 2006, I can't I think. remember. I think it was. It was it's... because I was with Turbulent relationship yeah uh when i met little miss turbulence little miss turbulence that's an interesting book yeah (laughs) and then it was all like who are you who are you i was there yeah okay so what came next in what said well obviously phase four isn't yet no okay so basically five years as the assistant manager yep but also i'm getting my passion for writing back i am writing essentially one play a year but they're each year they're getting a lot of recognition. Yeah. I'm still doing all the Amdram stuff. I'm in more than one group now. Uh, I've met John Giller, who we've referenced a few times. Yep. I've done some of his... He used to do adult pantomimes. Emphasis on adult. They, they were naughty pantomimes. I know of them. But that helped me from a confident point of view. Because I was quite shy. Because that's something I've not discussed. Panto generally can't be shy. So an adult pantomime must be yeah. another step. I mean, we haven't discussed that I was actually very, very shy growing up. I've kind of skimmed over that. No, you kind of painted yourself to be a bit of a ladies' man. You, you well, no. <laughs> I, as a person, I guess it was more of a teenager than a child child. Child child. Child child. Small child. Yeah, child child child. Uh, young teenager, I lost a lot of confidence. Okay. And... Yeah, no, I kind of didn't have confidence. I was very shy. I wouldn't talk to people. But when you are put in a position in an adult pantomime, being given rude stuff to do and say, with people who we both know, they're very confident people. Yeah, yeah. It was a turning point. 
And I think a lot of people wouldn't think of who I am now that I'd be different. Yeah. But I, I was different. I did used to be very Okay. Different. So are we thinking, are we saying like adult pantomime is kind of the end of phase three or is there anything? Oh, well, no, because that was actually adult pantomimes was at the start of and in the middle of phase three. Phase three, I guess. Okay. Well, if we're going, I, I guess the turning point, the, the crossover from phase three to phase four at the age of 30 would be my 30th birthday party is in the same year as being made redundant from the theatre. Oh, of course they all are. Bum, bum, bum. No, actually. Doof, doof. Nice, I like that. So, okay, so phase four is now upon us. Yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for you. (laughs) And at this point, you're not feeling great because you've got no job and you're now 30. What is your next step? I decided, right, so I'm, I'm 30, as you mentioned. You, you were at my 30th birthday party. I was at your 30th, and actually it was a good party. It was. I saw boobs. <laughs> did. My mum got me a boobogram. How weird I is mean, that? I mean, sorry, can we just let that sentence <laughs> stick in for a minute? His mum yeah. bought him a boobogram. Yeah, I was drunk. You, were, you needed to be. I, I, yeah. There's no other way you can take your mum buying a boobogram if you're you, that sober. That's not a thing. She was telling everyone. I didn't yeah, know that at the we, point. We, she told yeah, me we, afterwards that she'd gone around the room going, yeah, what she'd done. I, was I like, had been told. I I didn't. I was, I was dancing to Chesney Hawks, I'm the one and only. Yeah, your tune <laughs> my tune uh, and then I get a tap on my shoulder turn around and it's a bunny girl bunny girl and that's that then leads to her sitting on me on a chair in a room full of my friends she does a speech says how nervous I am because I'm shaking nope she was heavy she was only on one knee I was barely keeping it together <laughs> and then she turned around got her boobs out and whapped them in my face uh, and all I could think at the time was I hoped that my nose was clean <laughs> which I think is the best part of that story that is brilliant so you have a traumatic 30th birthday yeah I'm being made redundant after... and what year is this? this is uh, 2010 2010 yeah does anything interesting happen in 2011? Well, yeah, I started up the business. <laughs> Was that not 2012? Oh, no, we started touring in 2012. Oh, uh, of course, yes. In 2011, uh, okay, right. So I got made redundant from the place I'd been working for yeah. for 10 years. I, I also worked there, but not as important as you. You were never as important. No. <laughs> and then I immediately went, got offered another job as an assistant manager for a cinema, who within the first few months of me working there took over the theatre that I'd just been made redundant from. So within a six-month period, I ended up back as the general manager and was now programming the shows of the place I'd been made redundant it was, from. I mean, it was a long con for you, really, wasn't it? It, it was, <laughs> except... Now, let, let's just put it out here. I got sacked. <laughs> Me and the boss, we, we, we had a bit of a falling out because I was doing my job. And... Um, Oh, I'm not going to be nice about it. The guy didn't know how to run a theatre. He admitted he didn't know how to run a theatre. He wanted it as a cinema, but then yeah. booked shows in. Basically, me and the boss didn't get on, and I was out the door. And it was that point, I went to my mum. She was like, oh, what, what do you want to do? And I went, I've got a plan. And she went, you're going to move away, aren't you? And I went, no, I'm going to start a touring company. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's my plan. <laughs> so, Tobias, you've gone from this a stable... Stable job. What are you going to do now? Are you going to find something unstable? No! <laughs> no! I'm going to find an unstable job in one of the most unstable markets in the world! Yay! This is why I have no money. <laughs> and it's nearly 10 years later. It is nearly 10 years and later. you're still going. Yeah, by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Throughout the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how to cover the last 10 years. Basically, I've been... We a... talk about all the last 10 years normally. I Look, our, you're part of my company. Yes. We tour. We tour the country with plays that I've written. Coming to a theatre near you. Yes. We also tour schools with something that John's written. Uh, not the one John... Coming to a school earlier. near you. Yeah. That is my life. That yeah. is, There is nothing really... I mean, from a... We didn't... Oh, I know what we haven't done. Phase three. We didn't choose what my geeky thing would be. What was it? Well, we didn't choose. Yeah, but what would it be? I don't know because I actually don't know. Is there one for phase three? There would be, I guess. Is that the creation of Marvel? Like Marvel? Yeah, but I wouldn't have said that it was influential in that decade. There is one thing we haven't mentioned. Oh, what? When did Batman come into your life? Oh, Batman was mm, phase two. Phase two, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we decided that Star Trek was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Batman's been there for a long time, but I wouldn't say... I think Phase 4 for you is probably Marvel, isn't Definitely it? Phase 4. Marvel yes. is Phase 4. Marvel, it was there at the start of this phase. I don't know. I kind of... I'm still trying to think about Phase 2. Maybe because you didn't allow me to have Buffy. Joss Whedon's writing Maybe, generally. Yeah, okay, yeah. Joss Whedon, like Firefly and all that stuff. Yeah, because it would it would have been yeah all of that all of okay, his. Okay, Joss uh, Whedon. Stuff. Okay, Joss that, Whedon that, rather than a program. Yeah. And four is Marvel generally. Yes. And on the note of Marvel, we need just to take a moment. Yeah. Just to think sadly about the things we've lost, we ladies lost? and gentlemen. It's sad to announce. Tobias' figures will no longer be making massive appearances in the videos. No, I've had to cancel my subscription. Because they'd be expensive. They'd be expensive. I've got got to pay rent. I mean, even with rent, they are expensive. Yeah. But, you know, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, they will still be mentioned from time to time, but there won't be any new additions. There will be. There will be. They're just not on subscription. I just won't be getting two every (laughs) month. That's it. I will pick and choose. I haven't got Captain Marvel yet. She's coming. That's true. So we're pretty much up to date now. Is there anything from the last like five, six, seven years you you feel you need to mention? I've been to Star Trek conventions. You have. That's big. I've I've met Patrick Stewart. No, I haven't met Patrick. You've been out. I've seen. You've been out the country. Uh, That's yeah. That wasn't a geeky thing. But yeah, actually, that uh, 2010. Right, my parents don't they don't have passports. They've never been out the country. Oh, at all? At all. Okay. My mum's scared of planes. I don't know how she knows that. She's never been in one. <laughs> She's right? scared of the idea of planes. Yeah. The giant metal birds. Right. So what I did, I mean, we said, right, 2010, I was made redundant. What I did? What did I do with my redundancy money? I flew to New York on my own. <laughs> That's what I did. That was my big first, I'm going out the country. I mean, it was to see a friend. She Wait was a out second. There. That's when you took your gap year. Gap <laughs> year. I only went for six <laughs> to days. To find yourself a, a gap week. Yeah, no, and it was like a big thing to do for my first time out of yeah. the country. Yeah. Uh, but since then, we, we should mention I've been in another long-term relationship. Yeah. The, that, again, I think really that's from... I mean, I've missed out other relationships, but this one was from like... Yeah, important uh, ones you mentioned. 2013 to this year. So a six-year relationship. That's kind of obviously, for me, it's been a big part of this yeah. particular decade. But within that, we did a lot of travelling. We, we did. We've been go, out of the country a lot. Well, we went to like three different countries a year for about three years on the trot. So for up until my 30s, I hadn't been out of the country. And now I've been to 10 or 11, or 10 countries, I think now. So one twice, been to Spain twice. So, yeah, this has really been about my... I'm doing my own business, you know? I'm not working for other people. Uh, I'm running my own business, uh, doing plays, 
defining myself, I guess, as a writer. We'll go with that. Defining uh, yourself as a writer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, how... I like it. It sounds namsy pamsy, and I like namsy it. Namsy pamsy, artsy farty. <laughs> obviously, more recently, we had a fallout, but we've covered that in. Mind we covered that in yours, but that did happen, obviously, in your story as well. Yes, it, yeah, but but there's I, no. We you, have covered it. In you depth. asked me for my side of it in your story. Yeah, because it it works with the way we were doing it. Yeah, but I mean, bringing you up to date, I think that kind of does pretty much cover everything. The Nick. The Nick. I don't know if there's anything else to add to the Nick. I don't Nick. think there is. I suppose you asked the one thing you asked from me. Yeah. Is what do you want next? Okay. Uh, is it just the same? It's pretty sure it's the same answer I gave you. Taking what you've got now and strengthening it. Yeah, basically. Right. I'm quite honest about the fact that this business that I love is not bringing in a lot of money. And there's always that thing of, do I have to give it up? The thing that I, for... I think a lot of people realise that drama and like theatre, and it's not the most stablest of things unless you're like the top 10%. Yeah. But it is. It's very it's turbulent. It's up and down. It's, it's fun and it's rewarding, but financially it can be a, what, a strain. What I'm doing at the moment is tough. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you drinking? That um, is bright green. It's meant to be blue. It's bolt from blue from Innocent. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just really caught me by surprise. Yeah, I love it. Okay, sorry. So yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 rewarding, but it can be draining financially. What uh, we're selling original content with people who aren't famous. <laughs> yeah, and getting people to, especially in this current. Climate. I mean, we look famous. I look like Matt Lucas, and you look like Zach Galifianakis. Apparently. Oh, where does this come from? <laughs> yes, apparently I do. I don't like that. Isn't it bad that of what a few years ago someone would have said you look like. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, and you've gone to Zach Galifianakis. No, so I don't now. think I look like Ewan McGregor. I look like Obi Wan Kenobi, especially yeah. with the beard. I will say I don't get the Galifianakis thing Thank at you. all. That, I don't. That's at all. why I get the Matt Lucas when people say it to me. I get that. I see. Well, it. yes, but you, you, you look less now. with the beard. Yeah, for, for what couple of weeks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then yay, those taunts come back. Yeah, but um, it's a tough sell getting people yeah. to give their money to something they've never heard of, which I understand, but it's demoralising. But, but we are still going. Yeah, uh, I'm still going. I haven't had to. Maybe I should have done, but I haven't had to get a non-acting job for this decade. Oh, well, you know, pole dancing still a thing. Uh, it's never going to be a thing. I do not have the body for pole dancing. Neither <laughs> do half the pole dancing. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, looking towards oh, phase five. The future. Phase five. How am I on phase five? Ah! I believe you. Phase, I believe phase five, as you've described it, is going to be your experiment. Yeah, this. you're meant to experiment and then find what you're good at. I you didn't. I found what I was good at and now I'm experimenting. I've decided I'm going to do an all-female cast, so that'll be my first play that I've written that I'm not in. I'm going to do a fantasy piece. Cool. Which, uh, I don't know how we're going to do that with the budget we have. I don't know how we're <laughs> going to do that. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to take some risks now. Okay, well yeah, you've lived, I say stable. No, you've, I haven't um, lived stable. You've, you've taken the the known path with your, your theatre up to now. I knew yeah. what I was good at and yeah. I've basically been doing it. One thing that we've had is, yes, it's sometimes difficult to get bums on seats. But the people who do come and see the shows really like them. And that's something that I'm very proud of. We get good responses from the few people who see them. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think that's good. Uh, obviously, there is one other thing you're going to you, you're doing that come up in the future. Yeah, you will be writing for the Mister Manny Fans YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, we're giving you a plug, are we? <laughs> no, actually, uh, we are going to give you a plug, a proper one. Yes, but right. you are, that is something else you are going to be looking at at yes, some point. Uh, I am current right things I'm currently doing. Yeah, what you got? What you got in the pipeline? Right, uh, right. I'm going to list four things. Ooh. One is I am meant to be. I've, I mean, I've started. I am co-writing with a guy called Adrian, who doesn't come up 
because we don't talk about him. <laughs> if you're listening, Adrian, hi. <laughs> Do I need to cut his name out of this? No, no, okay, Adrian, cool. Adrian's fine. Okay, cool. uh, just that he's he's written his bit of it and he is literally just waiting for me. But honestly, I had a breakup this year. I haven't written anything. No, you got the, you got the, one, of the one of the best excuses. <laughs> um, uh, I uh, I need to write the next touring play. Yeah, uh, that's I, the thing. At the moment, I don't know what that's going to be. I'm going to write for your YouTube. Yeah. And I am going to write a screenplay. Cool. Uh, I don't know what that is. I've I've had a go. I write theatre plays. I don't write screenplays. I've done a few screenplays, but I've not really done anything with them. I really want to put my effort into writing a really good one. But, you know, I want to get into film somehow. Okay. Um, but yeah. So but... that's season, that season five. That's yeah, no. phase five. So the time has come. Yeah. For Tobias's shameless plug. Oi! Go on then. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Okay. Tam. Well, if you go on www.purple-dreams.com. Yeah, hyphen. Just Google Purple Dreams Productions. Worst Purple Dreams Productions. Put productions in. Otherwise, you'll find a lingerie place and that's not us. Or is but it? But I do original plays. Uh, we tour the theatres. We tour schools. You can't come and see them. But <laughs> It'd be weird if you it showed would be up, weird. actually. But we've got, in the next year, we've got three of my productions on. All my I'd say my best productions as well. Yeah. We've got The Last Crumb, which is my newest play, where you get free cake if you come and watch it. I mean, that's enough. Yeah. I'm uh, sold. I'll be there. Love Games, which is our best-selling comedy. And that we that we stopped that in 2015, basically when we fell out. Which features me. Yes. Uh, and also, uh, if you if you don't want a comedy, if you want something a bit more serious, we've got The Who Done It, Murder Mystery, The Empty Stage. Which uh, features me. Yes, it does feature you. <laughs> and you, you're in like all of them. I'm in all three, yes. Saves um, your cast budget, really, doesn't it? It does. As long as I'm paying me, that's fine. Yeah, I definitely need to pay the rent. Thank you. That's so true. I can't do any now, of Now, you did say, obviously, they can't come along and see the pantomime. But you, Purple Dreams does have socials. So there will be updates and pictures oh, yeah, and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter, at Purple Dreamers. So, like... You won't be able to see it, but we're doing Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, where you're the white rabbit. I am the white rabbit, the uh, sexy white rabbit. Sexy, and I'm the sexy Mad Hatter. <laughs> and I, one thing I will say, not only am I sexy, I'm a rapper as well. Yeah, that's a spoiler. I know, right? Well, it's not, because they're never going to see it. That's true, you're not going to see it. Unless and, and, you're very young and you're listening to this. Weird. No, you might love it. Anything else to shamelessly plug, or do you think that's it? Uh, the Purple Dreams is my thing. Yeah, Purple really. Dreams Productions. Just generally have a search around. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the best way to do it. Or look up Tobias Nichols, you'll find me. Yeah. N I C H O L L S. Two L's. I, can I honestly say, um, if you Google my name, it's mostly me. But on the page, there's what I'm going to call evil Tobias. There's another Tobias who's been put into prison for domestic abuse. That's not me. I'm here talking to you right now. Don't hit me! <laughs> <laughs> no, Tobias! No. I'm, I'm just saying, it's, <laughs> it's really dirtying the name right now. Not the face. <laughs> No, we need to end this podcast because he's giving me looks, which I think means I'm going to get slapped. <laughs> I, no, I'm joking. I he's, want some food. He's, uh, sure, I need food as well. Yeah. Right, so we're going to round this one up. Yeah. We've, we've gone through the four phases of your life. Yeah. We've looked at phase I'm five. like a moon. You are like a moon, but you're also like a Disney giant. Marvel, what? Marvel, Disney giant. I got you. Because right. I've, I've been running your episode like Marvel. Yeah, I know, but you said Disney giant, and I was imagining yeah. like an ogre or something. <laughs> like, what are you going They have layers, not phases. <laughs> <laughs> and on that mentally weird bombshell yeah. it's time to say goodbye you can check us out on the social medias check us out on twitter yeah. at the manic two ends very, very important. important check out purple dreams on twitter as well it's, uh, we've already told you what that is this is the end of our second origin yeah so and it concludes our birthday month special yeah this episode is a bit late it, yeah 
and not at, taking full responsibility. You're for it not this time. actually because if Annie had come to rehearsals on Monday, so shame on you for being ill, Annie. Yeah, shame, shame. shame. We need a bell for shame. 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 I have a bell somewhere. I'm not Where gonna, is it? I can't find is it, it now. Within reach. So no, we can do, I can't we can see do a shell bell. A can't shell see. bell. <laughs> <laughs> Shame Bell. I need to eat. Yes, I do. <laughs> and on that beautiful bombshell, check him out on Twitter at Tobias Nichols, me at Mr. Manny Pants, and we will see you probably in about three or four days for the next official episode, which will be our spooky Halloween Whoa. episode. And I will refrain myself from saying the word spoopy more than I have to. Spoopy? Yeah. Honestly, I watched back my latest YouTube video today and I realised I said spoopy every time I meant to say spooky yeah. because the word just got into my head and it was not intentional. Good. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, so we'll see you in a few days. Look after yourself. Say goodbye to us. Bye to us. Toodle pip. No, not toodle pip. <laughs> every time. Stay manic. Stay manic. <laughs>